Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Allah, the Almighty God, the Beneficent, the Merciful, the one God to whom all praise is due, the Lord of the worlds. We thank him, all of his creation, and we thank him for all of his creatures. We thank him for his prophets and for the scriptures which they brought. We thank him for Moses and the Torah. We thank him for Jesus and the Gospel. We thank him for Muhammad and the Quran. I give praise and thanks to him for his intervention in our affairs and raising up in our midst a divine leader, teacher, and guide, the man who taught me religion, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. I greet all of you, my dear and wonderful brothers and sisters, with the greeting words of peace. We say it in Arabic, Assalamu alaikum, but in English it means peace be unto you. To my dear brother, friend, and great servant of God, and to all of you who are present today, the Reverend Clay Evans and the members of ARC, what a wonderful name. As the storm clouds of this world's destruction gather, we need an ark. And we need a man to call us into the ark. The ark was so simply built. Some scholars say it was a very crude ship. In the Holy Quran, it says it was put together with planks and nails. But it was floating on in our sight as a mercy. No matter how simple things look, when God is in it, no one can destroy it. We are gathered here today in this convention, men and women who teach and preach to 
to our people in particular and to all people in general. But we are gathered together in a very perilous time. As the scriptures tell us, know that in the last days, perilous times shall come. And it talks about the characteristics of the people in the last days. That men shall be heady, high-minded, traitors, boasters, treacherous. They should be lovers of themselves. They should be talking about God but denying the power. We're in such a time. This is Satan's world. And Satan desires to take down all who believe in God. John the Revelator said, The devil has come down unto you, having great wrath, for he knows he has but a short time. When Satan's time is short, that means he will work doubly hard to destroy the house that is supposed to be the house of God. Satan's desire is to make everyone in the house unworthy of him whom they claim to believe in. This is why there's such a need for prayer and praise and proper preaching. Not just preaching, but prayer sincere and praise, but proper preaching. Proper preaching is preaching that is consistent with the time and the nature of things so that in the hour when Satan attacks the house and the people of God that you're preaching constantly keeps the servants of God fortified. I'm so happy to be here with my dear brother and to be in church (laughs) because I call myself a Muslim, but I am a Christian too. And uh, Reverend Clay Evans is not the only Baptist in the house. Because I, too, feel that I have been baptized in a very special way. And I want to share this with you in the few moments that I have. This is such a serious subject. And our people are so in need of prayer. And so in need not to be praised, 
but so in need to praise. And they will be made fit for the kingdom if they get the proper preaching. For the proper preaching will revive. It will restore proper family life. And it will restore church life. And it will keep us reminded of spiritual values in a world that has gone materially crazy. All of us believe in the return of Christ. And the scripture teaches us that on his return or before his return, there would be certain signs of his return. All right. And he warns us not to be heedless of the signs. Yeah. Practically every sign that points to the return of Christ has already been fulfilled. So his return is imminent. But the question is, what will he find when he returns? And will we be in his favor? Because the scripture doesn't say he comes to preach. The scripture says he comes to execute judgment. And that judgment will begin first in the house of God. So just as it was when Moses went away to the mountain and came back, he first snatched his preacher, his representative, Aaron, and asked him, what were you doing while I was gone? Look at the condition of my flock. Aaron, why did you set up a false god while I was gone? Did you not expect me to come back? What you say? So it is today. We who are preachers are in a dangerous position because handling the word of God is nothing to be played with and the salvation of the people is nothing to be played with. Preaching Jesus Christ is not big business. Preaching Christ is serious. Because how we handle the word of God can sentence people to death or prepare them for eternal life. On his return, how will he find his house? Is it really his house or has it been taken over? Because Satan is angry because he has but a short time and he's got everybody else. So why not attack the house of God? It reminds me of the book of Job. When the servants of God, sons of God, came to present themselves before God, and Satan came also with them. 
Satan was hanging out with the sons of God. <laughs> but the sons of God were not able to recognize Satan. They had been blinded somewhat. So when they got to the, uh, to the God, he spoke and asked, Whence cometh thou, Satan? I imagine the sons of God were shocked. What? Satan here too? <laughs> and he said, yes, I'm here. Whence cometh thou? I'm coming from up and down to and fro in the earth, seeking what I may devour. I've eaten up everything. I've devoured all your servants. Now listen, as a Christian, we are supposed to be a part of the body of Christ. We should have been consumed by Christ to become a part of his body. But Satan said, I've been walking up and down to and fro, seeking whom I may devour. Because some who think they're the body of Christ have already been eaten up by Satan. Some who think they're in the house of God have transformed the house of God into a house of demons. Why? Because the prayer is not right. It's, it's made to be seen of men. The praise is not right. It's to be seen of men, therefore the preaching is not proper and is not saving souls, but is preaching for vain purposes. And that's why the house of God stands in need of revival and restoration. Why are you talking about revival and restoration? If you were what you're supposed to be, you wouldn't need revival because Jesus is a constant reviver. If we were what we were supposed to be, we wouldn't need restoration for he is the restorer. And if you're one with him as he is one with his father, then you're in constant renewal. Revival because he said, I am the resurrection and the life. If you believe in me, though you are dead, yet shall you live. What's happening in the church that it needs revival? What's happening in the house of God that it needs restoration? What's happening to the men and women of God that their preaching is not saving souls, but condemning them to death and to eternal fire. On his return, they said we will see him coming in the clouds of heaven, having great power. And they that pierced him will wail because of him. But he's not coming to preach. That's what we were supposed to be doing. He's coming to judge. Well, as a spiritual person who has charge of a flock, 
I would really like him to be pleased with me. If we as his pastors are not making any demands on his flock, that we conform to the standard that he has given us, then we are not we are not having a good prayer. All right, all right. And we're not really worthy of any praise because our preaching is not proper. Everybody in the world today said they love Jesus. It wasn't that way 2,000 years ago. But how much do you love him? See, if you love him, you do as he directs. If you love him, you have a personal relationship. If you love him, he's always in your thoughts. If you love him, before you do anything, you ask, would he be pleased? If you love him, you die that he may live in you. Two things can't occupy the same space at the same time. I think it's in the book of Galatians. Paul couldn't leave the people because Christ was not yet formed in them. Well, if Christ is formed in you, then God is formed in you. Then you become a little Christ with power. You're not powerless in his name. But if you don't have power to condemn sin, if you don't have power to correct your own evil, if you don't have power to inspire men and women to change in their life, then Christ is not a power in you. See, we got his name. We, we know his name. We know a lot about him from the scripture. But I'm talking about to be him. I ain't talking about to talk about him. I'm talking about living Jesus so that he becomes so real that when the people see you, they see him. When they hear you, they hear him. Then you don't have to talk about restoration. Everything around you is restored. You don't have to talk revival because everything around you is revived. You don't have to talk about spiritual values because you got them. You live them. And you don't have to talk about family life because you got it. Yeah. Our Father. Yeah. Let's start with Father. Yeah. We know that the black man is a destroyed man. He's not a good father. He's not a good husband. We're not good brothers to each other. Why? Because... We really disconnected from our father. <laughs> you see, 
we talk about Jesus, yes, he's unique. Yes, he's matchless. Yes, he's incomparable. But don't use his birth as an excuse. Because when they asked him, Master, would you teach us how to pray? He said, yes, pray on this wise. Not my father. Yes, sir. Our father. Well, if the father of Jesus is your father, and the father made Jesus so special, why aren't you? What you say? Come on now. right now are the men and women of God. Not the president, not the governor, not the mayor, although we like to, you know, be seen with them. I I had a meeting last night with the governor. I just came back from the White House. As though that's supposed to make the flock happy because you was at the big house with the big Satan. When you've got fellowship with Christ, who is big after that? All right. We're talking. Good words. But we are far from living the good life. And so I'm afraid that on his return, we might be some of those saying, Lord, Lord, 
and he will say, Depart from me, ye workers of iniquity, for I know you not. I don't, I don't want to be in that state. I'm literally terrified of the Christ. Because he intends to destroy this world. He don't come back <clears throat> with an olive branch. No, no. The book said he came back at the head of 10,000. And he had a sword in his hand and it was dripping with blood. Isaiah the prophet saw him coming, treading the wine press alone. And if you ever seen a wine press, in the old days it was a big, huge vat. Great. You'd wash your feet and wash your legs and you would get in and, and tread the grapes down until your garment was red with the juice of the grapes. They saw him coming, treading the wine press alone. Treading the wicked down under his foot. America is under divine judgment, even as we speak. She's a great country. The greatest on earth, but she's not righteous. And she's not righteous because there are no preachers that will condemn her evil without fear. How can you be of Jesus Christ and afraid to speak it? How can you be of Jesus Christ and refuse to for his righteousness and let everything and anything go on in the house of God and you wink your eye and throw your thoughts. Hey. Hey. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Book said he don't want fornicators in the kingdom. Uh-uh. I didn't say it. He don't want adulterers in the kingdom. He don't want a the kingdom. He don't want liars in the kingdom. Well, then, if we want to be a part of the kingdom, don't you think we got some straightening up to do? And how in the world can the people straighten up if the pastors don't straighten up? We're the shepherds. And if the shepherd ain't right, how can the people be right? Preaching Jesus is big business today. We can ride nice cars. We can wear nice suits. Wear fine shoes. We live from the good of the people. Because the people want God. And if they hear God's word coming out of our mouth, they don't feel there's nothing too good for us. Some of us get carried away with the material. And we want more car, more home, more diamond, more fur. Well, that's fine if you're doing the work. The shepherd is 
wine and fly? For what? Is that what Jesus wants? The sons of God came to present themselves before God. Satan came also with them. Whence coming down, I've been walking up and down, to and fro, seeking whom I may devour. Well, the God knew he had devoured the sons of God. He never asked Satan about one of them. He said, have you considered my servant Job? Work on it. Work on it. Work on it. 
Hollywood takes your great actors, Denzel, and make a Philadelphia story. Not just to glorify the sickness of AIDS, but to make homosexuality acceptable. So that you become afraid to speak about it. Evil has been made fair seen. And so our prayers have to be made more sincere. All right, all right. When the baby came from its mother's womb into a new environment, its first prayer was its cry. And that cry was not duplicitous. It wasn't insincere. It was frightened in a new environment. And it cried. That prayer, which is a cry, is universal. And that cry grows as the mind of the child grows into supplication. The child knows God through the mother. Mommy, I'm wet. Mommy, I'm hungry. Mommy, I need. Mommy, God is acting through you, mother. Prayer of the child is answered by you. All right, all right, all right. Father goes out and works hard, hopefully. <laughs> and if father don't have a job, father can't walk around aimless on the corner because we got responsibility. But we've lost creativity, so we don't know how to create a job for ourselves. And we in the ministry are not showing our men how to do for themselves. The father works, brings the money so that mother can answer the prayers of the child. But mother and father have another kind of prayer and supplication. They call out in the quiet of their room to the Lord of creation to help them to provide for their family. God answers prayer. This whole universe is like the breast of a female. Come on, teacher. When the baby pulls on the breast of the mother, as long as mother is doing right by herself, something is there for the baby. All right. <laughs> I like it. I like it. And as long as you are right with God, you can pull on the universe. And it will not withhold its 
own. You better check out how you connect it. So in conclusion, God does not care about your blood family. Well, that's your family. But Christ came into the world to make a new family. A family greater than blood. A family united by spirit. That's why the church is so important. Every church is important. Not as a business. But every church that handles the word of God properly takes men and women and makes a new family. A better family than the family of the womb. But this is a family that comes out of the womb of Christ's suffering. His passion is what made us brothers. Boy, that's something. That is, that is. And if we, as his servants, not willing to suffer, we don't want no hurt in our lives. Let's play it safe. Yeah, thank you. I'm going to go with the flow. They want Farrakhan in the mainstream. I don't want to be in no stream. I want to go over Jordan, a river. I don't need no stream. I don't want to be in the main stream. All the wicked is in that. Don't count me with your foolishness. I will never. Compromise a principle of truth for no friendship with the world. I'll go to God alone because I didn't come in the world with no twin. And even if I had a twin, we didn't come the same time. One came before the other. So if I could come in the world by myself with God delivering me, then I can walk this earth by myself with God. I don't need friendship if that friendship will take me to hell. (laughs) Some of us don't want to be built. We don't want to be scorned. We want to be praised by the wrong people. I would not mind a commendation from the mayor. I would not mind a common, uh, 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 some commendation from the governor. But if I got to compromise my principles to get a key to your lousy city, I would rather say that there's 12 gates to the city that I want to be a part of. (laughs) 
to our churches. And let's create a family in Christ. Everywhere you look, you want to see him. You want to see him reflected in the men, reflected in the women, reflected in the children. Then that's a church with power to save. Then you want to go out in the world with that power. Like the master did, go out in the highways and the byways. Tell the people in the church, don't come alone. Stop by and grab somebody and bring them to service with you Sunday morning. I'm tired of seeing you telling me that's your seat. I paid for this. Get up, get up out my seat. I'm the mother of the church. Well, if you're the mother, produce some babies. Be glad to get up out your seat and give it to a new one coming in the door. Stand on the wall if you have to and let the new one sit down and become exposed to the word. The mosque is full. So what? Every house of God should be full to running over. And when we meet each other in the street, we shouldn't be saying, oh, that's a Muslim, that's a Christian, that's a Baptist, that's a this. We should see the spirit of the living God moving in his people. And when we meet each other, we know each other. How do you know me? Not from Time Magazine. That's right, that's right. Yes, sir, yes, sir. How do you know me? You know me by the Spirit. I don't come before you with notes because I really don't need it. God has written the notes on the heart. And when a man is of God and from God and is baptized in the Spirit of God, he just has to open his mouth. And that's why the master said, don't take no thought about what you're going to say yeah. in that hour. Open up your mouth and I'll speak for you. And so, my dear and beloved pastors, and to my big brother, the Reverend Dr. Clay Evans, a man I love and admire. And every time I'm sometimes flipping my dial and I catch his service, I can't. Turn my dial. If I see Reverend Thurston, I can't turn my dial. If I see Bishop Brazier, I can't turn my dial. I love good preaching. Because it's good preaching that waters my soul. I'm listening for God. And when you speak, I'm listening to hear him tell me something that will help me be a better servant. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We need each other, family. I'm under great trial now. Because there are those who fear the truth. And they're so afraid of Farrakhan. Because I will not bow down. So they have a fiery furnace for me. 
And I've been in it for a long time, but one like unto the Son of Man is in there with me. <laughs> Keeping the flames from burning me. Yes, sir. Some of you worry about me. I think you ought to worry about yourself. I'm safe. You think they're going to do something to me, but I'm telling you, I'm safe. You know why I'm safe? Because my refuge is in him. And I run to his bosom and curl up in his bosom. Because I know they can't get me there. I know they're after me, but they can't get me there. They're angry with me because I dare to criticize them for their evil done. I can't help it. If you are from Jesus, then you must reprove the world of sin and of judgment because it didn't believe in him. Come on. The Jews don't believe in Jesus. Talk to me. They have not accepted him as Messiah, nor have they even accepted him as a prophet. Therefore, the New Testament don't even count with them. This Bible says in the book of Revelation, those who say they are Jews and are not, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan. I am a Jew. And you are a Jew. The true Jew, Paul said, is not by the circumcision of the male or the but the true Jew is not the Jew outwardly, but the Jew inwardly by the circumcision of the heart. I'm a Jew because my heart has been circumcised. I'm a Jew. I want to be chosen of God. I'm a Jew. So how can I be anti-Jew and a Jew at the same time? They say Jesus was a Jew. That's right. Come on, but when Jesus met the Jews, he had a controversy with them. In the book of John, the eighth chapter, Jesus said to the Jews, You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And the Jews said to Jesus, How come you say, I shall be made free when we have never been in bondage to any man. Then the Jews said, we are Abraham's seed. And Jesus answered saying, well, if you are Abraham's seed, you would do the works of Abraham. They said, God is our father. They said, Jesus said, if God were your
master, you shall do. He was a liar and a murderer from the beginning. Jesus, the scripture said, was a Jew, but he was not that kind of Jew. He was a Jew to open up a new door that all could be chosen. That nobody could say, I'm the chosen by myself, but all could be chosen. If you would just be circumcised of the heart. I'm going to close, pastors. I'm going to close on this word of circumcision. The male organ is the instrument of life. All right, all right. And when the foreskin of the male organ is not circumcised, all right, all right, it makes it difficult for it to be clean. Yeah. So cutting the foreskin away from the male organ allows it to be constantly washed so that disease in the secret place will not multiply so that when that instrument enters where it was made to enter to produce life, disease doesn't come along with it. So it is with the heart. Well, and this is why when you see pictures of the master, you sometimes see him with his heart, his chest open, and his heart exposed because he had no secrets. The heart is the secret place where all the thoughts of men are conceived. It is like the male organ. It is a secret part that only God knows the secrets of the heart. Come on here, come on here. People of God can play God, can play righteous, but as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So if the heart is not washed constantly, then the words spoken from a diseased heart will ill affect the people who hear the word of God. So when Paul said the Jew is not the Jew outwardly, but the Jew inwardly by the circumcision of the heart, the word of Jesus Christ cuts away the foreskin. It opens up the man to confess his sin. Yeah. <laughs> and if the pastors would go in their secret place and talk to God and confess our faults, he already knows them, but we have to confess them openly and let him wash us. As Jesus said, wash and be clean. He ain't just talking about washing your body. Wash the secret place where all the vanities and the lusts and the vain imaginations 
stop poisoning the word of God. So we preach for applause. We preach to see the old lady in the back who's, who wants Jesus jump up and run to the front and fall out. We preach for people to say how wonderful we are. That we preached and left them in the same condition that we found. But you see, when you preach right, you prick the conscience. It may not be considered your best sermon. Because the church may get a little quiet. You see, because I'm touching something in you today. That needed to be touched. And I'm making you reflect on yourself. And reflect on how, when he comes, how he's going to find you. How he's going to find me. How he's going to find us. So preacher, purify the heart and let the word of life come through. The organ has to stand up and so must we stand up for Christ. Would you sing a stand up? Stand up for Jesus? You soldiers of the cross? Well then, stand up. Stand up, a soldier. Of the cross, Lord have mercy. Stand up. Even if the world don't like it, stand up, preacher. That's right. Don't preach no watered down gospel. Preach it straight. Call it like it is in the name of God, and He will touch the people's hearts. Stand up, soldiers of the cross. A pastor came to the house and said, Farrakhan, you on the cross. I said, yes. I said, but being on the cross is what raises others to consciousness. <laughs> I said, the more I suffer, the more people get angry and say, why are they doing this to the brother? I know the brother. I know the brother's not like that. So let's all get our cross. Yeah. All right. Must he bear the cross alone? And all the world goes free. There's a cross for everyone. And there's a cross for me. So don't worry about the crown. Grab your cross. The crown don't come before the cross. The crown comes after the cross. Grab your cross. Stop being a safe preacher. Preach like the master preach and they'll build you. They'll scorn you. They'll prosecute you. They'll revile you. They'll say all manner of evil against you falsely, but rejoice and be exceedingly glad. For great is your reward in heaven. So did they, the prophets that were before you. So pray and give a proper praise. And let's have some proper preaching. And let's revive the house of God everywhere we go. Let's Make the church alive again. Make it the center of our community. Help the men and the women to come back to family values. And you can't have a family unless God is the head. Christ is the head. Then father under Christ. Then woman under man. Then children under mother and father. But if the woman want to be the boss, 
and the father want to be the mother. <laughs>
have your own folks turn their back on you. And put out of the conference mm-hmm, and talk about it. And many times the people are talking about it, they don't really know you. That's right, that's right. I, 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 I hate to say that. People don't know you, Farrakhan. They don't know you. They just know all of you. And I don't want to get into it right now, but they said the same thing as related to Jesse. Many people, I don't care what the media sell off. Don't let the media turn you against Jesse. Don't let the media turn you against Farrakhan. We got some leaders out there doing a good job. A good job. This is a wonderful man here. I don't call you. We maybe see each other maybe twice a year, but I know if I need you, and I really want you to feel the same way about me, and that the doors of this church is open to you. I make the decisions here, along with the Lord. Amen. If you need somebody to pray with you, I'm available for that. Want to come here and speak anytime. Want to invite this church there or whatnot. We are available. I don't have to do that. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I mean that. I mean that. We got to stop. Come in, Janetta. We got to stop killing each other. Criticizing each other. Just a shame how we do our leaders. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, let me do that. Always got two or three people around me who help me to think. Miss Lucille, she's passing the torch on to Jeanette. And uh, now he didn't mean a while ago that he doesn't want you to be concerned about him or to pray for him when he made the statement, you know, like Reverend uh, Jackson, like Reverend Charles Jackson said this morning about Jesus, said, don't wait for me, but wait for himself. And and Minister Farrakhan made a similar statement. You have to be concerned about yourself, but he needs our prayer. He's not arrogant. He's not that time to lift it up to, don't, 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 I don't want you praying for me. No, 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 no. No, 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 we need that. We need that. And we are going to do it right now. I want all the ministers to get it down to the front. You'll stay here where you are. But all of the ministers in the building, I will not come down towards the front. Here and risen from the dead, years long. God bless you, River Maid. Yeah. Oh, 
River Mason. See, follow right along the same trail as yours along this one. And if y'all, you sure that y'all, oh, you didn't have no scripture, but y'all were talking, I guess, to the same Lord, huh? I mean, he talked to us, River Mason. Same, same all of I mean, y'all challenge us, minister. Let me use another expression. Y'all gave us hell. And we need somebody to give us hell. Yeah, we act right. And he said, what kind of church is the Lord going to find when he come back? Remember if you can pray, if you can... If we can give her mic, I want Reverend Adam Wise. From the mid from the Are you all right? Now tonight at eight o'clock, Reverend Don Parson will be preaching. Everything shall and every time one day I'm gonna come my beloved family. It is your brother, Anthony Seven Muhammad. I picked two critical speeches delivered by the Honorable uh, Minister Farrakhan. They detail with perfect precision the function and reality of Jesus. Now, before I go further, I wish to give honor and credit to the following that are my Islam brothers that have and are still doing a wonderful job and helping to resurrect our people. Mosque, number seven channel, No for Life channel, the Elijah Muhammad channel, and the Ahmed 770 channel. May Allah, in the person of Master Farad Muhammad, bless and continue to guide you, my faithful brothers. Thank you, brothers, from the depths of my heart. Now then, without further delay, let us study the both of these knowledge-filled sermons. Peace and best of wishes to you, family. Let's listen. Christ preached for the effect of change in the hearts of those to whom he spoke. So when you say the leader, you know what I mean? Oh, the leader is here. I don't like that. Yes, you said the teacher is here, that's even better. Because Christ was not only leader, he was teacher. But not just leader and teacher, 
He was Christ the Redeemer. Christ the Restorer. Christ the Deliverer. Christ the Savior. Well, now, they say, well, are you all of that? Yes, sir. I'm all of that. How did you become all of that, Farrakhan? Because if Christ is that, and you represent Christ, how could you be less than what your master is? But wait a minute, Farrakhan, I thought you represented Muhammad. I do. It's just misunderstanding of the people. You know, when I go to church, I hear the people say, Praise his holy name. Praise his name. And they say, Hallelujah. Praise his name. What is his name? Praise his name. See? You know what the word Muhammad means? One worthy of praise and one praised much. Is Jesus worthy of praise? Is he praised much? Then he's Muhammad. So you're not going to confuse me that I got to choose between God's servants. Christ is very special. He's more than a prophet. Christ stands above all prophets. In fact, Christ is the master of prophets. Jesus Christ. Christ is not his last name. Christ is his title. Christ tells you what Jesus' function is. Christ tells you what his nature is. See? So when you say Jesus the Christ, he had two works to perform. One was on earth among men and women, of course. The second work was at the right hand of the Father directing affairs. Christ means one anointed with power to crush the wicked. Listen, 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 listen. 
anointed is the past participle of the verb to anoint. That means that somebody else is more powerful because that more powerful person anointed Christ with power to crush. So the second phase of Christ's mission begins from his ascension. And what's that got to do with the Million Man March and who we are? Well, see, you have always labored under the misconception that Jesus of 2,000 years ago was in fact the Christ. Come on, come on. Jesus of 2,000 years ago was a prophet. He was 2,000 years too soon to crush the wicked. But he said one was coming after him. Go open your Bible. Jesus said it's expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the comforter cannot come unto you. Jesus said one was coming after him that would lead you into all truth. He didn't say it was him. He did his work, but the Holy Quran says Mary and her son, Jesus, were a son. When you're driving down the highway, you look for signs. Because the sign points you to the real. You don't stop at the sign. You look at the sign, read the sign, and keep going to your destination. Jesus was the clearest sign of the one who would come at the end of the world. And that one that comes at the end of the world is also Jesus. But he's not just Jesus. He's Jesus, the Messiah. And then there's Jesus, the Christ. Now, Jesus, at the end of the world, is God manifest in flesh. Wait, wait, wait. I want you to... Just listen. Prophets talk about God like he's there. And God, thou thus saith the Lord, you know. But when the Jesus comes, you're going to feel the presence of God in his person. Not that Jesus is God that you should worship Jesus because then you lose power because Jesus never told you to worship him. He told you to follow him. And you see, Pastor, when we praise Jesus, he's worthy to be praised. We feel good, don't we? You see us get happy, we clap our hands, we shout. But there's another aspect to your work. And that's 
to follow. Jesus has very few followers, but a lot of excited persons who are excited about him, but not enough to follow him. Y'all all right? I don't know how I got on this subject. But I'm here now. I got to keep rolling. Are y'all all right? Come on and journey with me now. Now, Jesus, according to the book, when he comes, he's not a Caucasian. Not that if he were a Caucasian, we wouldn't follow him. We don't care what color he is. If he's Jesus, we want to follow him. But it just so happens. It just so happens. It just so happens that this Jesus is not Caucasian. He had hair like lamb's wool. Praise God. And he had feet. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.